Uh, we had to bring y'all back in with something that just was lighthearted, yet explains our non-enthusiasm because, my God, this has been easily and utterly a week. A week and a half. Y'all are... Oof. Y'all are draining me. Oof. Like, I'm, I promise you, I just... It's our first show back to the regular format, and I got anxiety gathering the topics for today. Child, talking about fear and trembling the whole goddamn time. Y'all, y'all play too much. I, I feel like that gif of Nini when she was in confessional for Real Housewives was tired, really tired, <laughs> tired, child, really tired. <laughs> like, real. oh god, welcome to um, it's my it's my off day, so. If I free ball in the house, that's my business, one-on-one. Welcome to, if you come to my dough, just know it ain't no clothes, hoe. Two of two. Welcome to, you knew what time of the day it was. The only thing open is legs. <laughs> two of two. Welcome to, don't be bulging your eyes, because all I got on is my slides, three of five. Welcome to, you knew what the fuck it was when you came knocking at my damn dough, one-on-one. Let's do it. And welcome to another rendition of a lovely social experiment gone wrong named Who Raised You Hoes? Um, I am your host, Lonnie, and this week my Twitter handle will be the story of Shikari. And I am your co-host, Marlon, and this week I am the CEO of the Rainbow Coalition. And welcome back, y'all. Hey. 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 Hey, hey girl. Hey. What's going on? Shit. How you feeling? <laughs> so we came back into the ratchetness. I made an executive decision. It was very important, might I add. Mm-hmm. Um, Sidebar our friend. I need my notes. You need your Don't notes. erase. Don't erase the nothing. So it's been quite some time. Um, and y'all been at home for the most part. Um, but some of y'all have been going to Tulum. Mm-hmm. Um, some of y'all have just been going down to Freaknik. Mm-hmm. Y'all been in Atlanta. Y'all been in Houston. Y'all been every which aware. Um, but y'all found a way to get on my nerve. You know, as soon as they start moving, it was gonna be over and done. Over and mother loving done. Um, so I'm gonna switch things up just a tad for us this week. What you got? For um, you know. I'm sitting here and filling my little shortcut bob with me. (laughs) And I was thinking, I was like, you know, since this is technically like our lounge week, we can kind of go into on a binge. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't done on a binge in quite some time in WRH history. And I'm bringing it back because, you know, we like to discuss the television and things of that nature, you know? It's been about a year since Um, you did this. Huh? It's been about a year since you did this, right? It's been like a year. Yeah. It's been like a year. Um, you know, I, I, I had to cry thug tears. What happened, friend? Tell me about it. Y'all know how I feel about Insecure. I know, friend. Y'all know how I feel. <laughs> like, anyone that knows me knows I am so broken hearted. Yeah. It was like, I never, ever, ever, ever have cried the way I cried watching the final the final days of production for the show because they've been right filming like this time last month they right filming that's right it was back in june so i was watching them and i think what got me was watching it was first it started i started crying when jay um announced his last day because he was first okay like it was really a man it went into effect it was amanda first Mm -hmm. after amanda was natasha after Natasha was Jay, Yvonne was the very next day, and Issa closed it out by herself. Wow. So, it was, like, emotional, because they were posting literally from 2015, mm-hmm. when the fir- show first started. Damn, 2015? The show has been a thing for six years. You know, you only have five seasons. It was a thing for six years. That's fucking crazy. Like, even if you go, like, to Issa's Instagram, it shows, like, the actual script for the very first, the actual pilot for Insecure. And right. I'm like, yo, well, she really did this in six years. She really did. And the funny part is everyone doesn't know. They're like, oh, so what's next to Issa? I'm like, she's already doing her next project. She's um, starting to film rap shit. Um, which is the one where she follows two girls trying to come up in female rap in Miami. 
That sounds that, like that's gonna be dope. It is. It got greenlit last year. Mm-hmm. It got greenlit, but it's going for HBO. Also, um, shout out Kid Fury. He's one of the writers for the show. Ow. <laughs> so it will be coming to HBO Max. Um, she did uh on her Insta story. She was asking, answering a few questions, and someone said, "When are we getting insecure?" And she wrote in all, all, all caps, "This year we're editing now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's coming. It's fine." I'm like, if I'm correct with my timeline and how this works, we should be getting the trailer for Insecure before Labor Day. Okay. It's it might be coming. It might be a thing around Labor Day when we find out because I'm like they sound like they're holding out for the fall. Got you. So I mean, well, it shouldn't be too long before we get a little teaser trailer or something. Then like we got another. She no, she normally drops a trailer or something like well ahead of time, so it's like you know it's coming. You just right. Pay attention, honey. Open your eyes. So what do we do now that Insecure is leaving us? <sighs> it, when you really sit back and think about Insecure, it really set the tone for millennial content creators. Okay. Because if you really know the story of Issa, she started right. on YouTube. That's right. Well, and the though she and the funny part she just celebrated the ten year anniversary of the adventures of the awkward black girl. Craziness. And it, it's full circle that now she's ending the first show she had with HBO. Right. So I'm just like I'm sad y'all leaving us this soon and this fast, but I understand why could it happen. Listen, that show will forever be iconic. We'll forever watch it over and over and over again. Because it's just good shit. Shout out to HBO Max for having all the seasons if you have not watched it. For real. I'm going to have to start binging this week because I want to be prepared when it comes back up. Season four was a roller coaster. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Season four was just what it was, a roller coaster. What I did start watching, though, um, was Sex Life. Okay. Now, Talk about bad decisions for some dick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm not giving the story away. All I can say is bad decisions for some dick. Good if you have me. Netflix, trust me, you'll be sitting here screaming at me like, why didn't you tell me? You gotta get into sex life. Okay. I'm like, I watched it, I'm like, oh my god, why am I feeling like I'm being red? Uh, <laughs> don't be telling my life, bitch. Get out of my shit. Okay. Also, of course, if you know me, you know I've been keeping up with the shy. Mm-hmm. I I know you ain't no watching. No, I have not. Which is just terrible of me. Friend, I'm gonna have, do I have to put you on assignment? You might, y'all. I don't know. I, I'm gonna start you off slow, but I'm gonna start you off with something else though. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna get into the shy, but because you're gonna watch the shy, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold the shy for now. Okay, just because the shy. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I'm going to hold the shot for now because soon I'm not going to hold my tongue because there's some things that's been happening. Mm-hmm. And before we get into heartbreak, um, it's one show that I discovered. I would say I discovered through one of my friends last night and it is called Flatbush Misdemeanors. Okay. It comes on Showtime. I promise you, if you have not listened to anything I said, mm-hmm. you have to get into Flatbush Misdemeanors. Okay. When I say authenticity... Of a Brooklyn person mm. a, across the spectrum. Okay. I like they did not miss the mark with authenticity. Because wow. I like that is like the biggest pet peeve when you see New Yorkers portrayed on television or in films. It's never full, 100% authentic. But this story and these characters are something else. Like if you have not watched Flatbush Misdemeanors, it's comedic gold. As we all look at like, Oh, what's next? Especially after, like you just said, after Insecure. I'm like, Flatbush Misdemeanors. Okay. Because it's comedic gold. So what's the premise of the show like? So Flatbush Misdemeanors follows the story of... The main character's name is Kevin and his best friend, who just happens to be a white Jewish guy by the name of Dan. Okay. Um, Kevin moves back up from... where, Where was he from? New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I'll look it. I'll look it up in a while. He w- was in New York, mm-hmm. moved back up to New York from New Orleans, and he's been trying to figure it out because he's an artist. Gotcha. His best friend is a teacher, and he also is he also is like the equipment manager for the basketball team. Mm-hmm. 
But it's just, I can't do it out given the full premise of the show. It's some hilarious ass shit. Got it. And when I say hilarious, if you love, especially if you love the comedic stylings of Insecure and how mm-hmm. they wrote their jokes, you will fall in love with Flatbush Misdemeanors. Bet. Okay. So, if you have not, please take the opportunity to go watch Flatbush Misdemeanors. Shit was so good. All right. Now, it's time to break everyone's heart. Uh oh. Um, I'm reading this from Variety Magazine. Or excuse me, Variety.com. Lovecraft Country will not return for season two at HBO. Oh. This is the direct story that I'm reading from the actual webs- uh, from Variety, as I stated before. Lovecraft Country is not being renewed for a second season at HBO. Variety has confirmed. We will not be moving forward with a second season of Lovecraft Country, HBO said in a statement. We are grateful for the dedication and artistry of the gifted cast and crew and Tamisha Green, who crafted this groundbreaking series, and to the fans, thank you for joining us on this journey. The series debuted um, its first and now only season in August 2020. The move to not proceed with more of the series is not altogether unexpected, as the show was based on a solo novel of the same name by Matt Ruff. HBO has made similar decisions with um, other series, such as Big, as Big Little Lies, that show only received a second season after the author of the book, which was based, uh, excuse me, Lyanne, I don't know how to pronounce her name, I'm not going to fuck up someone's name, <laughs> on the show, Pet original materials to serve as the basis for another season. So, because it was based off of a book, and more than likely they were struggling to find a story for the second season, that's mm-hmm. why it got canceled. Oh, it was it was I mean it was good TV I do own the entire series so mm-hmm. I'm good you know it's just one of those things where like so I feel like I ran across somebody tweeting about this where they're like they're glad that some of these shows are deciding to just like cut the cord while they're ahead and mm-hmm. not try to drag it on like why do you think we... F- well, I don't even want to say why do you think we feel, because I know why we do that, but why do they cut us off like just when it's getting good? You know what it is? What I did notice, and this is my very, very unpopular personal opinion mm-hmm. when it comes to... And I know where you're going. Right. When it comes to black queer television. Well. So, I noticed the things. You, the only real first one that we had was Noah's Ark, and right. that was what, 0506? Yeah. Yeah. It only lasted for two seasons, got canceled, and then we got the movie to rush it. Right. Sound familiar? Well. Sounds like Pose, right? Well. It got rushed in season three. Now, I, I've, I've said this since I've watched Pose, and we didn't even get to that. I've done this since I've been watching Pose, and I it though, yes, the final season was... It was okay. Mm-hmm. Could it have been better? Absolutely. I appreciate them for giving us the actual backstory to the characters, which right. I understand why it was done. But in the same token, it made the final season seem so rushed. You know, that final season of Pose for me was, while it was good, it didn't feel rushed to me. It did to me. But it it it, it, it wasn't as fulfilling. Like, I, I feel like they were, like, wrapping up a lot of loose ends and, like, creating what would become the finale of it all, right? Where it's like, pray tell, well, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't watched it, you should have watched it, but whatever. So, you know, pray tell dies, um, Blanca goes on, all, all the ladies go on and do their thing, like, it's super dope. But I guess for me, as somebody that was in ballroom for so long, mm-hmm. knowing that there's so much more story to be told after that and so many places they can go with it, it's kind of why I'm like, I hate that they're just ending it there. But I understand why they did the story that they did. Like, not for nothing, for the majority of Pose, a lot of it got its inspiration from Paris is Burning. Yeah, so it was it makes, loosely based off of it. Right. So it makes sense that those stories and everything were the focal points of the series. And once they were done with that, that was it. They didn't go much further. Though there are other documentaries that they could spin off of if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. How do I look? 
um, some other stuff going on or whatever. But we we've got our own documentaries now for ballroom, like Kiki and stuff like that. That's like more prevalent. But I don't know. A scripted series about ballroom is more than welcome again if you ask me. I will stand on this um, for the length of time for the most part. I want an actual series that last, first of all lasts longer than two seasons and I do say two seasons roughly because I know that behind the scenes there must have been something that happened to get it to where we got like season three the way we right. got it. But I'm like, I want a story that displays us in all aspects. Right. Like, I've said this for years. Like, I want the story to be told, uh, like, authentically of black queer. Not just, and this is absolutely no offense, I say this respectfully, not just black femme men, but Mm -hmm. I want to see, like, black masculine men. Black gay men that actually work a regular nine to five. Black gay men that are actual attorneys, doctors. Like, I want to see those things because... It's like we're being stereotyped into this one secular lane where we cannot do anything other than just be the accessory or the one that's staring drama. Yeah. Like, it, I don't get it. I never will. But I'm like, I yearn for the day. That's why I live for stuff like Moonlight, mm-hmm. where it showed us in a different light opposed to just the black feminine, uh, like feminine man. Mm-hmm. Like I stated, there's nothing wrong with it. However... For representation purposes, we need those things. Yeah, well, much like I said, like last episode, it's it's palatable to to the masses. But another story for another time. Yes, um, I think there was one other show I wanted to glance over real quick, and I'm kind of thinking about it. Give me a second, because it just now came to me. Oh, look, glam! <laughs> it's giving. Oh my God, we're voguing on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will discuss these things along with the shy and give Marlon lovely homework assignments of shows that he should watch. But do you guys have a show we should watch? Mm. Do you? Is it a show I'm not paying attention to? Now, a friend did mention The Good Fight, which I will get into, um, because I gotta get back on my documentary tip, because I miss it. Mm. Um, but y'all got shows for us to watch? Right. You you in one show and you don't want, and you want us to watch it? Drop it in the DM. Drop it in the DM. Okay. Um, it's time to get to politics as usual around here. Oof. It's time for scroll on. Well, um, I'm going. We've been away for some time. We have. <laughs> so, mind me as I wove these stories together. Mm. You know, like y'all go get the wigs installed. You know, we got to put the glue in right there. Mm. I got to put the glue in. Lay your lace home. Uh huh. So we gonna start with something a little more serious this time around. Um, waiting for my notes to clear. Oh, wow. I copied two things at once. So, I had this story, which I'm going to find real quick. Get bear with me here. Play my Alex Trebek music real quick. That's right. I made a mistake. I'm human. Forgive me, bitch. You know what? <laughs> we are not doing this today. Well, here's what I was looking for. Because I had copied the wrong link in the notes. Judge me, not your mama, hoe. Anywho. Um, so, there's a gas leak responsible for the eye of fire in the Mexican war. This is an oil company. I know y'all seen this video on Twitter. And I was like, wait. I have to get the synopsis. So, this comes from CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, a blaze on the surface of the Gulf of Mexico resembling a large eye of fire has been brought under control according to the Mexican state oil company... Phoenix, I'm assuming. Hope I'm saying it right. Mm-hmm. Um, orange flames resembling um, molding lava were photographed on social media and deemed the eye of fire on social media because of the blaze circular shape as it raged a short distance from the Premix oil platform. Mm-hmm. In this statement, Premix said the fire blamed on a gas leak from an underwater pipeline happened at 5.15 a.m. local time off the coast of I want to say. I hope I'm saying it right. Like I said, I'm horrible with enunciation of certain words. <laughs> the fire, which was close to an oil platform, was put out by 10.45 a.m. local time, and no injuries or evacuations of the facility have been reported. Mm. So, in case you guys are worrying, no, everything's fine, okay? <laughs> everything's fine. It's totally fine. Everything's fine, but it does. 
you know, I feel like I saw I saw that and stuff like that makes me think about the further further deterioration of our ecosystem and like what is going on with the wildlife and the water in that part of the ocean. Like after something like that, what happens? How do they go in there and fix shit like that? They have to go. Well, they would have to go underwater because the thing is, if I'm not mistaken, because it was so many pictures showing how like pipelines are built underwater. Right. And it looks so funny. I'm like, how did y'all, how did y'all get all the water to stop around this yeah. rectangle shape? Like, yeah. I'm really trying to, it's this weird. box square shape. Like, how, how did, how did this happen? It's it makes, weird. It's getting weird. It's weird. It's getting weird. It's weird. Uh, so, I'm trying to debate, well, we're going to go with one here. Uh, let's go with the story of Shikari. Now, if you guys have not been following sis. The day before greatness mm, on Juneteenth, you know, mm-hmm. sis did the thing. She did. So, but unfortunately, things happened. Mm-hmm. And here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes from CNN. U.S. track team, U.S. track and field star Shikari Richardson has been suspended for one month from the Olympic team after testing positive for THC, a chemical found in marijuana, the U.S. anti-doping agency announced on Friday. Not anti-doping agency. And I promise you, this is not me <laughs> tripping over words. Oh my god. It is USADA, the United States Anti-Doping Agency. I, I kid you not. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the rules are clear, but this is heartbreaking on many levels. Hopefully her acceptance of responsibility and apology will be an important example to us all that all excuse me, so that's all that we successfully overcome our regretful decisions despite the costly consequences of this one to her, says the USADA CEO Travis, I'm not saying his last name, in a press release. Um of course, as you guys know, she accepted the um the probate the suspension. Nike has come out in her defense also, stating that they will not get rid of her. Oh, uh, because of the fact that she owned it. It's not like she... First of all, there's a backstory. She lost her mother recently. Right. So, everyone's looking at it like, well, you have to set the consequences. I'm like, when you're grieving a loss on that level, mm-hmm. and you still have to compete, you're going to self-medicate. You can't help it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. So, I'm going to weed. Well... Yeah. I mean, I understand consequences are consequences, but still, yeah. for a drug that most likely, most parts of the world now has legalized. Including the people that are in the Olympics. I'm quite sure it's not just her. Michael Phelps still got to swim. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, you know, this, the Olympics have really jumped out with the <laughs> racism and bigotry because did you see the story about them officially banning the swim caps that yes. are made for yes. Afro hair? Yes. I, I, I. Like, I feel like they saw all the greatness coming and they were like, <laughs> no, bitch, what we won't do is this is have the Negroes come in and take everything. We're not doing it. And, and it's, your hair does your hair does like water. Oh well, then maybe you should shave. It's so disheartening. I, it's so sad because that's exactly how they look at it. Oh well, then you can shave or wear shorter hair. Right. Yeah. That's the way they look at it. Like I'm gonna make it hard for you because I know how you. Mm, Y'all know how we so. black do not play about our hair. We do not. If there's <laughs> anything in this world, we do not play with, and that's our hair. It's just messed up. But as far as Shakari is concerned, with the weed, I'm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I have a lot of feelings about her, but we'll talk about that. I'm sure you have a thread. Oh, you have. Oh, you have a thread. Mm-hmm. Are we having bussy talk today too? Mm, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, it is bussy talk. We ain't even thread today. Some things <laughs> I, I think I know where we're going with bussy talking. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I've been biting my tongue on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what else you got, friends? Uh, so, um, you know, once upon a time we were in high school. Yes, we were. And, you know, we knew people that were professional athletes. We did. Um, that were going the professional route. Mm-hmm. They didn't play, like, they may have went to school, but you know. Right. I'd rather. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Remember that age-old policy that the NCAA had in process where basically you couldn't take anything for profit from any schools um, competing for you? Right. And it also had it to where you couldn't take in paid endorsements. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what, kittens? Oh, Lord. This comes from CNN. Um, Starting Thursday, this article is from the 30th of June, might I add. Um, College athletes can profit from endorsements, social media, and other sources of income. Starting Thursday, starting Thursday, college students will have the opportunity to make money from their name, image, and likeness after the NCAA Board of Governors approved an interim policy that gives student-athletes in three, divi- in three divisions the ability to profit from sponsorship opportunities for the first time. In a quote, this home comes in, this is an important day for college athletes since they are now able to take advantage of name, image, and likeness opportunities the policy remains under interim status while the NCAA works with Congress and states to come up with a national framework. The, na- the current environment, both legal and legislative, prevents us from providing a, a more permanent solution and the level of detail student-athletes deserve. Hmm. Now, because of that, let me tell you the first person to profit from this. Who did it? Master P's own son. What? Yeah, uh, yeah. You thought that Romeo was it? <laughs> well, no, definitely not that. But... Yeah, I thought Romeo was it. But wait. Okay, now this part comes from actually the shade room. Um, <clears throat> racks on racks on racks. <laughs> Just a day after the NCAA changed their rules regarding college athletes being paid, Master P's son, Hershey Miller, not mm. Percy, Hershey. Hershey. Miller signed a $2 million deal. According to CNZ TV, Hershey has signed a multi-million dollar deal with a technology company. They didn't specify the company. I signed a deal with an American technology company. Like my dad said, it's a blessing. Hmm. Now, um, I'm not going to go into everything Mass P said because it's not about him. Right. So, shout out to that young man for starting to make money right away. Do it. If it's one thing those um, those Millers are going to do, they're going to get their money. They're going to make a bag. They're going to make it. And they're <laughs> going to be silent about it. Listen. You know, it's time for us to take a quick intermission. What's going on? I want to talk about something glorious that has happened. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> our good, good auntie found herself being talked about on a popular television show. Talk about it. And my good, good sis had to respond to the one and only Wendy Williams mm-hmm. and educate her on what happens when you have it when you have a supportive spouse. Listen, can we talk about it? I want y'all to if people that went to church don't know nothing else. We know when you being read with the word. So I'm gonna play Miss Williams' um, portion of what she had to say before I get into a bit of what our favorite auntie had to say. Baby. So I'm gonna go here first. Well, she's an influencer, and she's saying that she's retiring her husband. He's been a police officer for 15 years, and he wants to live out his dreams. Well, she's an influencer, and she's saying that she's retiring her husband. I wish I could fast forward this part. I can't. He's been a police officer for 15 years, and he wants to live out his dreams. Nope. I was married to one of those. You know, I make the money and so on and so forth. Go live your dreams, buy a business, you know, stay with me, but go, go, go. You see how that turned out. I predict that this marriage is going to be on real rocky ground in a moment. You're over here. So, that's what she had to say, but Auntie Tab has something to say herself. A long lengthy read. Very good, honey. I was up doing a little work here. That's why I got my pajamas on in my office. And then my phone started going off. Like praising people, it's like, girl, you're Wendy Williams. Um, first of all, Wendy Williams, honey, God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Um, and so people sent me a little clip, and I said, oh my God, the pain this woman must be in. Wendy, the pain you must be in to feel this way, and I'm so sorry. But listen, let me tell you this um, 23 years I've been with my husband. Yes, uh, broke for a very long time together, struggled. For a very long time 
together, succeeded for the last couple of years together, right? Uh, my husband took a job in agreement with me. He took a job 15 years ago to help support my dream. And I know you may not know what that looks like. In- I don't think I need to say anything further than what she just said. I know you may not know what that looks like. The way that Auntie Tab gathered Wendy like an inch-long ponytail with only a smidgen of pro style left and three scrunchies. She put her to get. She read her and gathered her edges like the girl that swore up and down that she could put her hair in a ponytail. Listen, and then told her, "Bless you, stay blessed, and out my business." Out my business. First of all, as people that have been following Tab since the very beginning, we know for a fact that Chance was literally there when she had nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. He when she even told the story. If you watched the actual video when she announced he was retiring. Mm-hmm. She told the story of how they moved to Los Angeles with only $8,000. They did not have jobs. They didn't even have a place to stay when they first moved to California. But all they knew was they were moving so she could pursue her dream. That's it. That's it. And hell, when she even tells her how it happened out of nowhere, her first food review was going to, I think, like a vegan spot. Mm -hmm. And that's how her career started. And even with that, I'm like, she now understood making multiple sources of income. Sis is a business now. Like, I don't need you to work. She already said it. She said, I don't feel comfortable with my husband wearing a life vest to work every day. A bulletproof vest to work every day. That's it. I doubt. No. You may be fine with that. It's a huge difference between Kevin and Chance. I'm just saying that. (laughs) Baby, the the huge difference. It's a huge, huge, like, night and day. Come on now. You can't deny it. It's like, sorry. And and for you to, I, I just... Honestly, much like Tab, I am rooting for Wendy's healing because to come from a bit of space like that, you can't compare, first of all, when you can't compete. You, when you don't compete, you don't compare. And then on top of that, your experience is not the experience that everyone else will have. And Wendy does that a lot, where she generalizes women's experiences according to her vision. And what she believes in. You can't do that, sis. And you can't be wishing ill on people like that. And especially doing that and not expect to be gathered back. First of all, you don't speak negatively on other people and expect positive things to happen to you. I'm going to say that part. Well, she got you together, child. Uh, And one more before we're in the middle of our little quick intermission break. Um... Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. We finally won. Megan McCain is leaving the view. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, I know Whoopi is about to do backflips. Oh, Joy's face when she announced it Mm -hmm. was everything I needed. I wish I could have seen it. Oh, it was everything I needed. I bet. Go on Twitter and look it up. I promise you, you will cry when you see her, when you see Joy's face. Like, Whoopi kept it professional. Of course. Joy did not care. <laughs> <laughs> Joy's a savage. Joy was like, listen, I am like woman, and I'm telling you, you need to go. <laughs> listen, get out of here. Go away, and we're back. So, it's two more stories, and they're a little lengthy and let, yet a little heavy. Mm-hmm. So, as we all saw, um, I think we talked about this before with conservatorships. Mm. So, as we all saw in full, Britney took a legendary um, time talking about hers. Where she specified that she's not able to get pregnant. Like, they have her on birth control. <clears throat> but it gets way worse. Now, the portion of the story that I'm getting from is coming from the New York Post. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> they're saying people connected to the team that makes up Britney Spears' conservatorship aren't taking the star's recent accusations of abuse lying down. Sources told TMZ that several people involved with her um, conservatorship dispute much of what she said in her now infamous speech to the L.A. Superior Court judge this month. The conservators, uh, excuse me, spe- uh, specifically dispute Spears' claims that she was bullied into going on to her 2018 European tour. 
this is directly from Brittany. My management said, if I don't do this tour, I will have to find an attorney. And by contract, their own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with a tour. He handed me a sheet of paper as I got off stage in Vegas and said I had to sign it. Spears told the judge. It was very threatening and scary. I couldn't get my own attorney. So out of fear, I went ahead and did the tour. If that doesn't show you how deep a conservatorship can go, that's how deep it goes. You have no say in your own life anymore. Mm-mm. So, Brittany has been fighting to get off of this. Of course, Jamie spoke out. Um, mm. I heard she wasn't shit either. I, I will say this. I, she could have just shut up. I wish she would have just minded her own business and just left it alone. I understand your family's directly involved in the public now knowing what's going on, even though... There have been people on social media screaming for years free Britney. Right. But, of course, now that it's a public topic, you now want to talk about it. Hmm. I'll leave that at that. Um, but the sad part was her dec- her actual request was denied. That's the sad part of this whole ordeal. Like, though she told her truth, she explained to the judge the things that she's not allowed to do, and the judge still said, well, sis, guess what? Request denied. That is insane. <sighs> Are we ready to go there? Let's do it. You know where this is about to go. Let's do it. All right. For this next part of Scroll One, and this is actually the last thing I have, I want everyone to listen to me very, very, very well. I want you to not listen to be offended. I want you to listen to the facts. At the end of the day, can we make that promise before I go any further? Mm-hmm. Here we go. <clears throat> Bill Cosby was released from prison Wednesday after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his sexual assault conviction, saying the disgraced actor's due process rights were violated. As you guys guessed it, this is coming from CNN. The stunning decision in the case of the man once known as America's Dad reverses the high-profile celebrity criminal trial of the Me Too era. The panel of Pennsylvania State Supreme Court judges said in their opinion that the former Montgomery County District Attorney's decision to not pursue, uh, prosecute Cosby in, in 2005 in return for his deposition in a civil case was ultimately used against him at the trial. In light of these circumstances, the, sub, <clears throat> the subsequent decision by the um, succeed, successor DA to prosecute Cosby violated Cosby's due process rights. The judge wrote. Hmm. Now, here's where this all went downhill. That's all I have from CNN. Here's what they're saying in case you guys don't understand. From my understanding, and this is also alleged, there were 22 women that they were compiling onto this case. Or trying to come forth and say, basically, this happened to them so many years ago. Right. The one that stuck is the one that went to trial, mm-hmm. which is the case from 2005. But if you're trying to amount all this evidence on one person, but you have less than five actual kits that tie him to the crime, mm-hmm. why are we on trial? Because this is all hearsay. Now, I'll, I specified this. I talked about this earlier on in the show, like episodes, like the first couple episodes, if you guys remember I said then, and I stand by what I say now, I separate the man from the art, and I'm okay with that. I say this. He's, first of all, everyone's like, well, what about the victims? He's not getting scot-free. What's going to happen is he's going to end up on probation. He's right. still going to end up doing something for what he did. However, here's the also other bad side to this. They can't try him again either. Hmm. Double Jeopardy comes into play now. Because of the fact that he went through a trial, yes, he was found guilty, but also the process was not done accurately. So guess what? He now gets out. But because of the fact that he sat through that trial and actually they came to a verdict and he was found guilty, he's still going to have to do some form of probation or parole. Right. It's not over, over. But for the most part, him actually being in prison is over. Now, we all as a people and our reactions is well fine for us to be divided. It's okay. I expect it. I'm not saying, like I said, I don't condone his actions in any way, shape, or form. I want that to be crystal clear. Right. I do not condone it. 
Um, <clears throat> y'all attacking Auntie Felicia. I'm not having it. Leave Auntie Felicia alone. Mm. She's entitled that at the end of the day, outside of all this, that is still her friend. She is entitled to say she stands by her friend. That mm-hmm. is okay. Hmm. We can disagree because I know my co-host is about to let ha, let y'all have it. Let let it out, friend. I know you hold me. You know I'm. I'm that's, that's, You're gonna reserve. It, it goes. You're gonna reserve. It, it goes. You're gonna with, reserve. It goes with my bussy talk, so I'm just gonna. I'm You're gonna, gonna hold it I'm in. I'm the brakes on on um, oh, wow. Auntie Felicia for right now. Oh oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. So I guess we all can start saying. That's it for scroll one, <laughs> but guess what? Fick it, fick it. With that pussy talk. Uh, uh, uh. With the pussy talk. Ow, ow, ow. With the pussy talk. Oh, it's talk shit. So listen. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um. Here we go. Lonnie normally does the rants. I'm hoping in quite a few. But. Y'all have really done a number on my psyche over the past two weeks. Because there have been a clusterfuck of things that have gone on. And it got me to thinking about a couple of points. Starting with the fragility of cancel culture. (sighs) First of all, I need for you all to understand that Cancel culture is really a one-man sport, one-woman sport, one-person sport. Well. Because until everyone across the globe collectively, quote-unquote, cancels someone, they're always going to be here. Always. Now, they might get set back depending on the situation. Some people might even slip through the cracks and not even be affected by it. But they're still going to be there. That being said, Mm. we have a really bad habit of building people up and putting them on pedestals. And then when they fall, everybody divides. There's no collect... Again, this comes back to my point of cancel culture is a one-man sport. Because something I'm tired of seeing... That I really want to leave forever. Mm-hmm. Not even in last year. I want that bitch to be going today. So I don't have to wake up with her tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen anyway. Is you queer folk. That kind of do this thing where you. Before I go into this. Let me preface this by saying that I respect everybody's opinions about life. I know where this and is going and I've feel. been holding this read. But. This thing, this double-edged sword is weird. So, as as us, us queer folks, LGBTQI folks, lean in real close. Let me talk to you. Allies, mind you, stay out of grown women business. Allies, let's, I'll get to y'all another day. But this Please. is for the specifically queer Because y'all folks. done enough. Y'all done enough. A lot of us scream about wanting representation. Wow. That is a collective cry. Well, on many fronts, whether you feel like we got too much, not enough, whatever have you. But then we get these people that we put up on pedestals, i.e. Shikari. Let's just put it out there. Oh, Lord. Sis went out there and did her thing. We didn't know if she was queer at first. It was questionable. P- folks knew that, you know, she wants to coach or whatever. She's bisexual, lesbian, whatever have you. Mm-hmm. We praised her. Then the inspector gadgets of the community started doing their work. Because you know, Google and Google people and certain phrases are a thing. I need you girls on Twitter to trade very lightly with the things that you say if you want to have a, a platform that is loud and all over the place, because your words will come back to haunt you. Just like her said, Shakari Richardson Richardson on. August 17th of 2015. Oh, Lord, I know what to do going with this. Tweeted, if you a nigga and you wear pink, die in a pit because you gay as fuck. Did you go into the one about Lil Nas I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, 
I give people room for growth. Come on, accountability. You know, that was 2015. Mm-hmm. You were clearly younger. Whatever. You felt some kind of way back then. I'm still side-eyeing you. But I can give you some room for growth. But then you rolled back around on the 29th of March no. of this year. Oh, you did a U-turn on the block. Of this year. You did a U-turn on the block. Of this year. And this is just the two tweets that I saw because I'm not in the business of the Inspector Gadgets. That's not my job or my ministry. I'll let y'all do that. But this year on the 29th of March, you say, if you support Lil Nas X, you can unfollow me. Granted. That was... Uh, I, I'm going to let you... I'm gonna let she you didn't specify what that was for. And you know I realized that, that a lot of you holy rollers was Bible thumping and all up in arms about the Satan shit and all that blah, 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 yakety smacky. Whatever. Again, entitled to your opinion, but... What do y'all expect to happen when... What do y'all expect people to do when stuff like this happens? It makes us conflicted to support you, sister. It really does, because... On one hand, I want to lift you up. Because you're amazing, and you're doing great things. And you're black. So, yes, I'm trying to support all worthy black folks. As long as you ain't doing nothing crazy... You ain't killing kids and smacking animals and shit. You're not murdering folks. You're living a regular, regular life. And the words great. In the words of my fave, Issa, I'm rooting for everyone black. Listen, but the clause is, have your shit together. Period. Don't make me look stupid. (coughs) But you got all this going on and then it's like, but then you say stuff like this that contradicts everything that I believe in. So now I'm at an impasse. And then again, this is where the fork in the road comes. Because you got the people that's like, oh, girl, I'm not worried about that. That was back then. This is now. You have the folks that make excuses for it. What side of the fence are y'all landing on? What side? And how are we really handling this? But you know what the crazy part is? It makes it conflicted to choose because especially with the tweet about Little Nas X, that was in regards to that video. Right. So that, to me... Everyone's like, well, she was wrong if you hold her in that light. I'm like, she's not wrong because if she's looking at it from the standpoint I'm looking at it, she's looking at it from the demonic standpoint, which is, of course, the lap dancing. But that's not, we already talked about that. That's a matter of opinion. That is. So, then let's scurry on over, since we're talking about Little Brother X. I want to preface this by saying, again, representation matters. Mm-hmm. We are in a new day and age when it comes to being black and queer. Whatever letter you fall under. It's a, this we, is a new dawn. This is a new day. We are all members of the Alphabet uh, Mafia. Yes. I'm so perplexed. <laughs> By those that are in the queer community that subscribe to these heteronormative ideals and those of you that are up in arms, just like these straight folks, about Little Nas X kissing someone on stage. Y'all need to stay out of, out of gays business, honey. And not even that. I'm talking about the gays. I know where you're going with this, and I've been waiting to talk about this. Because <laughs> I believe his screen name is The Real Super. No, it's Super Bish, I believe. Either or. Either way. Sir. Man. Your. I'm trying to figure out how you got. Lil Nas X kissing one of his background dancers on stage as the end of his performance to correlate to raw sex and promoting safe sex. And y'all always want to throw the kids in the ring when it comes down to shit like this. I'm going to let you finish your thought because I, I, I really want to cut you off by saying one phrase. I need y'all. I, I, I really want to cut it off by saying one phrase. While you trying to find your words to be frustrated, I already got them. So let me go here with this. 
first of all, I love how y'all say, well, what about the kids? But, um... Y'all are sitting here, have your whole children work, look at the twerk video by City Girls and Cardi B. They have already sat there and watched a billion times the WAP video. Um, in the UP video, Cardi has like literally like a four-way kiss with her and a bunch of girls. But y'all said zero jack shit about that. Mm-hmm. But this man kisses a man on stage and the same person, and this is I say this respectfully, is wearing wigs in videos has the nerve to say that this is not a proper representation of the community. Sir, your caricature is of a black woman. You wear wigs and weaves and you believe that he's doing damage to the community? And I'm not not yucking anybody's yum for what you decide to do. But when you jump out and make ignorant statements, you're going to get an ignorant response. It's just... You sitting here, and then Kiki in the comments are the allies. Y'all need to stay out of grown women business, okay, <laughs> while we check a hoe. If we ain't need y'all then, we don't need y'all now. The only thing y'all need to do is be quiet. That's what y'all need to do, and go in the back corner and shut the fuck up. I just don't understand. <clears throat> I do understand it, and Lil Nas X continues to successfully... Troll, troll y'all. y'all. He trolls every one of y'all. His whole existence on social media and his rise to stardom has been on the professionalism of his troll. He gets y'all every time. And it's so wild to me that folks come to all these conclusions from a kiss. A kiss. A, a kiss. And the reality of the matter is that what you all don't want to say is that you don't want to see black men loving other black men. You don't want to see us be queer. Like, and then you have, first of all, Tamar came out and had to rectify what she meant. But I'm going to include you in this, sis, because you're guilty by association at this point. So I'm talking to Phaedra. I'm talking to Super. Love you, but you're in this too, sis. Um... I'm talking to everyone. I'm talking to Benzino. I'm talking to everyone that had a problem with a kiss. Did you... First of all, on SNL, one of his dancers licked the side of his neck. Now, imagine if that would have been done on BET. They would have had a problem with the fact that he got the side of his neck licked. But no. He kisses his backup dancer. And there's whole paragraphs and essays and dissertations that won't get a grade that y'all will write all over social media. I'm not reading that shit. You're offended. Stop stop coddling the straights. I'm so sick of it. Stop coddling the straights. And I mean the next thing respectfully. Raise your own kid. It is not our job to raise your children for you. The last time I checked, I looked at a heteronormative on television all of my life. And here's my gay ass right the fuck here. But no. Every five seconds, y'all got something to say about it. Oh, is that what are you saying about the community? He was fully fucking dressed. He had on fucking makeup. And he kissed one of his backup dancers briefly, might I add. And we all of a sudden are up in arms and writing dissertations, essays, hurt feelings. I just want to put on a fucking violin and say, grow up. Like, I don't really get... And then also, please leave the children out of the narrative of queer and gay folks. Raise nobody, your kids. Nobody is trying to convert or change your children. Because guess what? It cannot happen. Either your child is or, or isn't. Not. And then the thing that really gets me, that perplexes me the most, is I don't understand how a lot of y'all gays out here are up in arms and opposing this and talking and trying to use children as a pawn when most of us new at that age too and if you're anywhere near our ages hello there was no representation of this magnitude at anywhere oh so what excuses do you have for that none where was the gay agenda when we were growing up that made us this way oh i know what that is you all the excuses y'all use for us is well somebody had to touch you 
somebody had to molest you. You know what I did? I, I made a, an interesting observation as we get into this topic. Anytime that you re- you realize, anytime that we mention our lifestyle, automatically straight people thinking about what we do in the bedroom. Well, number one, let's kill that word lifestyle because who I love well, we, is not a lifestyle. It's my life. It's who I love. It's how I love. But it's not a lifestyle. It's my life. Y'all stop that, number one. But you're absolutely right. And it's because folks see us as a perversion. Mm. Y'all think that all we do is want and crave sex. And that comes from a lifetime of religious dogma and a bunch of other bullshit that I'm not going to get into. But I'm going to wrap it in a typo with this one. Y'all really need to get it together and pull yourselves together and do some self-reflecting on what it is that you feel is wrong about being you as a queer person and why you project that on other people who are living their lives to the best of their ability and being out and proud on their own. You know... Because y'all always want to tear down the feminine and or the loud in the queer community when they are the ones that are breaking down doors and barriers for you to be your closet itself. Period. Work on that. I have one more thing for Bussy Talk because I think that's all Marlon had for it. Yes. But I got something for the kids. Let's have oppression one-on-one real quick. Oh, Lord. Can you guess which state is trying to oppress us this time? Is it somewhere in the South, child? Yeah. Of course. I would say Midwest. Mid- Midwest? Ooh. Well, kind of sort of in a way, if you will. Mm-hmm. So this is coming. Um, I got it from the Googles. But however, I did hear about this story. It's coming actually from PBS.org. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Arkansas governor signs bill allowing medical workers to refuse treatment to LGBTQ people. Yes, children. Just because pride is over does not mean that we don't have things to talk about. Now, this was discovered back in March, but I'm bringing it to fruition because it was mentioned to me. Um, This comes from Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas Governor Asha Hutchison on Friday signed into uh, law legislation allowing doctors to refuse to treat someone because of religious or moral objectives. A move, a move, excuse me, it said it will give providers broad powers to turn away LGBTQ patients and others. The measure says healthcare workers and institutions have the right to not participate in non-emergency treatments that violate their conscience. The new law won't take effect until late this summer, a.k.a. you're going to start seeing this probably in August. <sighs> Child, we ain't got nobody but us and Jesus. Mm. Ugh, I promise you, I have nothing for that. I promise you I don't, because that further drives home my point. We're sitting here having a whole conversation about a man kissing another one. Meanwhile, in another state, you're actually allowed to turn someone away because of the fact that they're gay. Not to mention, in Michigan, you can still be fired for being gay or even perceived to be gay, and there are no hate crime laws in Michigan either. But, you know. We're worried about the wrong things. We're too worried about a kiss. And not to mention, shout out to Bugs Gutter. I'm going to bring this up again before we transition into the next topic here. Um, As we all were sitting here running around and prancing that we're going to Pride, can we please also remember the fact that there is not one person of color that has a say in anything Pride related as far as the board? In New York, anyway. Atlanta, too. (laughs) I just... it's, I have to look it up. I will bring those facts to y'all, but it's like, I think, one state that actually has a black person on the board as far as like anything Pride-related. Other than that, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, friend, you ready? For? The? What? Thread? That was it. That was the thread? Yes. That's all you had? That's all I had. So, we, we're going a week without the thread? That's it. We, you had me yell? That's it. You had me go through yelling? Yes. You wanted me to... Wow. Whoa. I think you'll be okay. Whoa. I'm sure you'll be alright. Whoa. I think you're going to be just I'm fine. I'm not. I, I, I I'm crying. It's going to be just fine. No, it's you're not. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Anywho, that's all we got then. <laughs> um, ooh. So, by the way, also next week, 
we will be bringing our music portion back. That's right. I'm bringing back a segment called In My Headphones. Okay. Um, where we talk about things that we're listening to, whether old, whether new, whether borrowed, something blue, you mm-hmm. know, things along those natures. But it's time for our mental health tip. That's right. Um, hmm. I'm just going to put mine out there right now. Mind the business that pays you. Well. Flat out. I thought, oh, I'm going to piggyback off of that. This is easy now. Um, Because, you know, one of our friends actually put something in that story, but it leads me into, basically it kind of goes into this. I want us all to remember, they talk about you when they can't talk to you. Mm. Those are words to live by. Mm. Let you marinate on that one. Until next week, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Shenanigans. That's right. And we will be back. Well, next week. Anyway. But thank y'all for listening. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe. We want to see those things. Yes, we do. We love them. And don't forget to slide in these DMs. Send us some listener letters. Let us know how you're feeling about the episodes so far. Do something. Give us some comments. Let us know about things that you want to hear. Do something. Let's talk about. Like, we're here for all of that. Do something. Make it happen, y'all. Period. And until next week, bye. Bye, Home Nation. All right, bye now.